Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back finally for another episode of Station Eleven. This is number four in the mini series Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Aren't Dead. Written by Nick Coos, directed by Helen Shaver. I watched this episode, quite frankly, some days ago. If you've been following me on Twitter, you would have known I have had some issues with my microphone. And eventually, the, the prognosis is get another one. And here we are. So I was planning on getting another mic anyway. I thought it was time to upgrade. It wasn't the time I was planning to upgrade, but it worked out. So, yay. <laughs> but uh, what did I give this episode? I think I gave it an 8.4 out of 10. I think the end of this episode was the most, uh, <laughs> the most that I was engaged. There were a few scenes, but for the most part, the, the character of Alex is absolutely, I can't even, I don't have words for this child. And I guess she's supposed to be a child and it's always the child, but I like the way in which it is juxtaposing what happened with Kristen and Jeevan. So I guess I'll start there with the flashbacks. Kristen and Jeevan, they end up leaving and they ended up at this cabin in the woods where it looks like they have holed up. They're killing deer. She is obsessed with the graphic novel that she is reading. He's wondering if it's any good. She says that it is, but she won't pick up any other books. It's clear that Kristen is is mentally becoming caught up in the story and relating to to it in a, a profound way and that she starts owning being the titular character in this particular graphic novel which is concerning Jeevan who ends up reading it as well but then they have an argument later on where she doesn't think they should have left the apartment and that he she accuses him of murdering some people by name he doesn't go into it and he says well no we that wouldn't have happened if we didn't stay and do your play which makes her feel sad but then there's a moment where he's trying to push her to you know you know don't worry i didn't take your novel because he thinks that or she thinks that he's going to take it from her because that is causing tension between them um what happened to frank i don't know what happened to frank something bad definitely happened to frank and then when i saw that he had some type of disability that makes sense that he wouldn't have been able to make it very far but clearly something also happened where Jeevan had to defend her and he says look I was just supposed to walk you home and now everything I do is for you uh every thought I have is about you I mean your safety and your well-being so basically get off my shit little girl <laughs> but it ends very sadly with her seeing the graphic novel in the snow but Jeevan is missing and we know that she was found by the symphony when she was 
around the same age and i think this was the first year or year two that they were living at this cabin uh, in the present Kristen is very concerned about the stranger david and alex at first doesn't want to discuss him what he said to her however when she finds in the road a poster mentioning the prophet she recognizes it as david and runs immediately back to Kristen, like yeah i fucked up except that lasted for about two seconds that she acknowledged that she fucked up <laughs> and that's all we got from her um so Kristen wants to check because they come to a stopping point where we get what the wheel is because they say we never go off the wheel and that one guy that i don't remember what show he was from i feel like he played a bad guy i think he's from person of interest is what i may know him from but he rolls up on his bike still looking like a creepo why is everyone in the apocalypse just weird and he he invites them once again to come to the museum of civilization sarah once again declines he's like well when you come get to your next stop i'll be there maybe third time will be a charm alex and Kristen want to go off to where gill is he has holed up in a place called pink tree with some other professors and they're at a country club that's on a golf course alex encourages Kristen for just them two to go and check and see if everything is okay because maybe they have uh you know led them into a trap or led david and their people because he's traveling with children as well and so they go to ping tree well first she goes and talks to sarah and sarah hasn't split the group because they explained to the new guy for a long time because gil is her ex and she doesn't want to see him because he left her for another woman Gail, I believe, played in Scary Movie 2 as the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, I know that face from... <laughs> I would recognize that face from anywhere because he was so gross in that movie. It's like, see, I can suck my own dick. <laughs> so they decide after she has a card game with her and says, Oh, I heard a rumor that your ex is single. <laughs> And she immediately beeline her ass to his side and is very disappointed when she is met in a golf cart by Gil and his still current squeeze but is told that the prophet showed up and stole their children oh. here's the thing they very quickly realize they're in a minefield they didn't expect the mines to be in but because they were recently attacked or you know the community was breached they put them back in they came out to warn them and they're all freaking out like okay well where should we step i don't know and that is a good question why would you put minefields down and don't know where they're at 
And then all of a sudden, this dumbass girl, when he's explaining what happened, decides that she's just gonna run through the minefield while everyone watches her. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. It's post-pan, so 20 years. Maybe she was born, um, because she was with Kristen. So maybe she was born year two, year three at the latest, which would make her about 17 years old and too damn old to be doing stupid shit like running through a minefield talking about they stole your children i must hug you now because i feel bad what so then they have a meal with gil who is very much not into the fact that they don't reinvent some of the old types of works of shakespeare to make it more modern and then you have those that are opposed to that they're trying to and it kind of brings up this whole idea of there's the world you knew the world that is now and you need to reconcile that and you see that there's Kristen is very much attached to that older world and then you have Alex who's this young I guess vivacious persona who has more of a she's reckless she's but I, I don't know how you grow up in a pandemic. I know trauma can make you reckless. That is very much a thing. But I do, reckless and common sense are, are <laughs> one might say they cancel each other out. But now at this point, maybe they've been coddling her too much from the world. Maybe if they gave me some indication of that. I would be a little bit more understanding because Alex is all over the place and uh, this argument leads to and Gil leaning into it because one of the other I don't remember what her name is part of the group she wrote a play as well or she did reinvent the play at first the actors are not into this script Alex is the only person that is and I did like that one of Kristen's or Kristen's lover said look don't be so hard be supportive just because you don't like it doesn't mean that you shouldn't offer your support not only to the director or not only the director the writer which I liked seeing her going up and say you know let, let's let's work with this and then encouraging Alex as well she even said it later I'm proud of you I don't say that enough and I guess she's her motherly figure because they're around the same age that would make sense that they would become closer but she also tells her that she needs to not talk to strangers and she's all up on her ass and she's in her teenage rebellious phase whatever the David told her and she is the only post pan out of the group so maybe she feels a certain isolation it still does not at all explain why you would run through a fucking minefield not once but twice <laughs> i don't care how much you're going through it so sarah gives her the lead alex and um kristen are playing opposite each other things are intense alex is happy 
but she and Kristen get into a fight after she explains because she's still on David's not that that bad he's not that bad a guy I don't know what you mean I feel like she's an idiot (laughs) or she wants to be a part of a cult or David's just got that cult of personality uh I don't I will never see what people saw in 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 Charles Manson every time I look at him I'm like he's a fucking nutter (laughs) how this how did anyone look at him and think oh he's 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 got what I'm looking for um he reads pedophile to me and that's not and that's that's if I saw him walking down the street no Nazi on his forehead or swastika uh so this all leads to her leaving on horseback like bitch we need that horse (laughs) sarah and gil there's two conversations because she goes and finds her her graphic novel still at the same place she still doesn't think it's possible that someone else like maybe i don't know the person who wrote it may have given someone else another copy i don't know why that's so out of the realm of possibility but she retrieves it she reads it she tries to convince Gil to leave because he's really not that happy with retirement, but he says he can't leave the woman he just uh, who just lost the children. But then he has another moment with Sarah and he's definitely about to write, I'm about to leave you. <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's definitely ready to get back on the road and join them again. He's not trying to live this domestic life uh they called him a shit director but everyone says he was a good director and right as he is about to come back uh he's met with the children two children of ping tree that have arrived with mine strapped to them how the fuck did you not realize they had a mine strapped to them gil (laughs) and back the fuck up i understand they're children there's not much you can do you think you could talk them out of it but uh and then Kristen running around they have mines attached to them is no one in the house yell out the window bitch and then at the end another girl shows up they hug Gil and there's an explosion he's definitely dead the worst part is they're quoting station 11 so this motherfucker has built a cult around the graphic novel this David um i don't know i i'm pretty confident that david is tyler and i don't know how this other side of the story is gonna go i didn't care too much about elizabeth but uh it seems that they're gonna make a uh a parallel at some point or they're gonna draw the parallel I bet that Kristen's gonna feel really bad and she's gonna go after Alex and Alex is probably just gonna be ready to join the cult. <laughs> so there. Um, he also did warn that there are things that I will do to your people. So what's his end game? Why does why did he single them out in particular? Or is it just because they bring joy to the world and he wants the world to be a less joyful place i don't know but uh not my favorite episode but certainly not uh not bad at all 
if you want to send feedback for uh i don't think i'm going to do a second one this week just because i have kids this weekend but i will see i'll probably try to put it on sunday with blackoutcouch at gmail.com you can also leave a comment on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic